1: G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au.
0: T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. SEN test cricket for Henley Holmes delivering affordability with Adam Collins and Isabel Westbury on a dramatic and deflating morning. At about half past seven, we received a text message saying there would be no cricket at Old Trafford today. And he's here within 90 minutes, they they called off the whole thing. Um, I mean, there was some talk around the camp yesterday that there was a risk of this happening. But to actually have a test match cancelled before a ball was bowled, it's a significant escalation.
1: Oh, it is. And I think the timing is important as well um, in terms of the fans, the preparation, the broadcasters, everybody, the players working towards a test to have it called off what, within a couple of hours before the first ball being bowled after having said the night before it was all going to go ahead is, is kind of what's, what's really added to the, the fire. And now, of course, we've got the, the main contention point is whether it's going to be cancelled or forfeited?
0: Yeah, let's get into all of that. But to just go through the facts, we, we had positive cases in the Indian camp during the Oval Test match, including the coach, Ravi Shastri. Yeah. But, but they continued on, they finished the test match. Then there was a subsequent test that came back positive a couple of days ago. So
1: there were no players at this stage. And as far as we know, there still have been no players that have tested positive. Yeah.
0: A physio was the most recent, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah.
1: yeah. Who would have had, of course, close contact with the players? I mean, by the nature of the job, you're going to be in and around. You can't maintain social distancing, so I think there's a lot of consternation about that as well.
0: And that was the catalyst for two rounds of full PCR tests for the England for the India, rather players, and all of those came back negative.
1: Yep. So they happened. uh, I think there were two rounds yesterday, Thursday. This is the night before the start of the test, Um, and everything. I think about 7:30 p.m. last night, we were all we were all on.
0: So let's just go through how we go from the players recording negative COVID tests yeah. to, to having a, a test match cancelled the next morning. How are you reading this? What, what what were the developments that led us to this situation?
1: It sounds as though it wasn't a sort of unanimous approval of, of going ahead with the test match from within the Indian camp. There was consternation among individual players, both for reasons of health, but also for reasons of, of course, the IPLs happening in less than 10 days' time. Mm. So there's question marks about, you know, if, if a player were to c- contract COVID, not only have you got the health um, reverberations there you've got the 10 days quarantine not being able to get out for the start there their contracts etc you know it's not just about money it's 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 about um well it's about contractual obligations health of course we, we forget that this is a deadly disease as well yes um and about the the protocols the public health protocols as well
0: let's just go back a little bit perhaps this was in the tea leaves i already mentioned the positive tests at the oval mm. uh, but the fact that india didn't train yesterday yeah. there's no press conference yes. uh they went all but silent in all the usual official channels where we communicate via the Indian team WhatsApp group. And, and, and it felt like there was something brewing. Uh, for this to happen this morning is dramatic, but perhaps we should have known yesterday that this was a possibility.
1: I was talking to my um, colleague at Telegraph, Nick Holt, who's, who's a very good breaker of news, and he, he um, <laughs> was saying that it started his mind started to think something was up when India refused to keep on giving any comments about yeah. going ahead. Just last night we didn't get anything, you know, normally even in the sort of non public channels, there's something coming through from the India team, but there was there was complete radio silence.
0: Going back to the Oval, it was the fourth morning when we learnt there were positive cases in the Indian group. Not the playing group but the broader group. In England cricket this year and last year Izzy, that would have been sufficient to have had Games cancelled. Indeed, that has been the practice. When when, when, the, when members of a group have tested positive, yeah. that's it for the entire game. Yeah. India were three down going into that day, building a yeah. healthy lead on a flat track in a crucial test match. And they got on with it. There's some incongruity there.
1: There is. And I think um, my, my initial point, and I, I maintain this, is that if this had happened to England um, in a foreign country with the same protocols, the same health protoc- public health protocols... England I'm pretty sure would have cancelled the tests there and then and and gone back Um, so I don't think it's a case of oh it's the BCCI's fault on that count, I think England would have done exactly the same The one thing to say in terms of the precedent set by England obviously pulling out of South Africa and having to substitute a whole new team for the Pakistan ODI series earlier this summer was that was based on the public health protocols over time. And they have changed. So there was no public health obligation on India, for example, to have for their whole team to have to isolate as a result of one close contact test. But if they're double vaccinated that absolutely fine to carry on their normal lives.
0: The other side of that is the safe living, as it's been called. Not the bubble this year. It was the bubble last year. Yeah. Safe living this year. There has been a, a process that teams have been going through to seek permission and, and so on. There's a story about a book launch. Now, you're looking into that today for The Telegraph. Um, What do we know about this book launch last week, which may or may not have contributed to the problem we have today?
1: So we know that on Tuesday last week, and this would have been, what, three, two days before the fourth test, the start of the fourth test at the Oval, there was a book launch of Ravi Shastri's new book. I think it's called Stargaze or something wonderful like that. (laughs) Um, At a a, um, prestigious London hotel, um, it was very very busy. There were players there. Virat Kohli was there. Shastri yep. was there. A number of other Indian players were there. There was with, no we, with lots of photos floating around on social photos, media. All yep. public. Um, there was no social distancing. There was no PPE or mask or anything around that. It went ahead. Um, They had a very nice time, I'm sure. Um, Went back into their environment. It's not a biosecure bubble. I think this is the important thing, is that in going to that book launch, there were no rules broken. There was no um, contingency on being in England and playing against England that India had to be in a completely isolated environment. There was guidance. There was also, you know, personal responsibility. Um, uh, but then also there was a team that had been India had been in England for what two and a half months and they'd come straight from the height of pandemic in, in, in India remember how awful it was mm-hmm. then you know so there is a degree of they need to be able to live some kind of normal life I understand the England team would advise they could go to restaurants for example but they would they were advised to maintain social distancing not to mingle in close proximity with the crowd of course Joss Butler went home his wife had a baby, he came back. You know, When you're outside of the England team, there was none of the protocols imposed on him there either. So there's questions of whether, you know what did the England players do? But we do know this India launch book launch went on. We do know that Ravi Shastri contracted it and that there is a high degree of possibility in terms of the timelines, that that was the place where it was contracted.
0: You mentioned this before, is Izzy, but uh, the fact that England came home early from a couple of tours, mm. one in Sri Lanka, which made a lot of sense at the very start of the pandemic. Yeah. Then in South Africa, on the back of what become a couple of false positive tests. Um, I wouldn't want to say it's comeuppance for England there. But, and, and of course, you can't judge what's happening today by the standards of COVID eight yeah. or nine months ago. But it isn't without precedent because England and- did do this.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, and I think in law, the whole thing with precedent is that every case is different. Um, and that's the same here, is that the, the timing is different. The public health situation is different. But um, I, I, and we're talking hypotheticals here. But again, I think if it was reciprocated right now, right here, England would have gone home. Um, and uh, if England hadn't pulled out of South Africa, I still think we would have found ourselves in the same situation. But it does kind of give leverage to... Um, supporting really, India in this case.
0: Yeah, as it does the theory that the IPL starts in 10 days. Yeah. Um, if this test match started later, so there was some talk of it starting on Sunday in this 90 minute window of confusion <laughs> where social media was ablaze with uh, different takes and different sources commenting and some who weren't. Uh, pushing that test back by two days would have meant these Indian superstars weren't going to get back to the IPL for a couple of extra days and the the chances of contracting COVID would have escalated based on the incubation period of the second physio and, and so on. Uh, but we, we can't ignore the IPL in what would have been, I'm sure, fierce considerations between the BCCI and the ECB.
1: Yeah, and I also think it's not just a, a two-sided affair, BCCI versus the ECB. I th- you know, the IPL members made up of franchise teams yep. which aren't strictly controlled by the BCCI. Of course, there's lots of influence, lots of talking between um, the, the two... Like, all these different um, parts but a number of the BCCI contracted players are also independently contracted by the IPL franchises who I'm, I know were trying to get them back to the UAE and sort of saying get out of this environment right now <laughs> um, but of course they also have a contractual obligation to the BCCI these players as well and, and even within the BCCI and even within the Indian team I think there were differing points of view as to whether they should go ahead or not so it's not like it was a unanimous sort of decision on, on, uh, from each side going at loggerheads it's, it's a lot of uncertainty Understandably, perhaps, um, within each camp.
0: Yeah, and look, the ECB are insured to the extent that the tickets they sold uh, for this Test match will be looked after. But uh, the broader implications for a club like Lancashire, who did it tough through the pandemic with all of the broader facilities they have there up at Old Trafford, the fans as well, uh, 21,000 I think is the capacity there at Old Trafford at the moment. It was sold out for all four days. I mean, it's fairly brutal for the local cricketing community up there that this showpiece event won't go ahead and they don't have a test match there next <coughs> year either.
1: Yeah, I think looking at some of um, the photographs of journalists wandering around, talking, talking to first of all fans that are arriving yep. at the ground right now but also you know all the the empty food stalls, beer stalls, everything that would be absolutely brimming to the... We've had just we come off the back of a mini heatwave mm. in the UK. It's you know 23 degrees Forecast for the rest of the the week. It's it's a lovely climax to the summer. England, you know, having to survive against this um, this India team on the cusp of history. history really, so I think, yeah, for, for for the fans, for the club, just also for the kind of face in cricket and sport as well. It's it's a big blow.
0: I suppose in some respects we could say that it's surprising that this is the first Test match that's been cancelled in England. There were six played last year in biosecure conditions at Southampton and at Old Trafford, where the grounds had hotels attached. India have got through four of the five. There was a, a World Test Championship at the start of the summer as well. Uh, COVID has ravaged the UK over the last 18 months. So y- you could say that uh, it's amazing we've got this far uh, without having a situation like this. But it, But it feels more acute, I think, because it's the end of a wonderful series on the field. We've had a month of Wondrous cricket, I mean, all the way from uh, the way that England fought back in the first test and uh, Lords, that volatile final day, uh, the bounce back up at Headingley and then last week, India's stirring performance at the Oval. It it does feel like we've been robbed of this climax.
1: I I think so. And I think as well... I mean, depending on what happens, India might well come out of this with an official series win in England, which is the first time since 2007. But they were odds-on to do that anyway on the field. They were this resurgent team. They were dominating this series. Um, Even, you know, the one that was drawn and they had that blip at Headingley. But all the bookies had them as miles favourites to win this match. This was going to be, most probably, a fantastic moment in Indian cricket. And one that in terms of on-the-field play, they deserved. And it would have been wonderful to watch. There are some amazing players in this contest. Is this the last time we see Jimmy Anderson bowling to Virat Kohli? I don't know. It feels as though everything that that was drawing to a wonderful climax to what has been a, a tough summer in many respects for mm. players, fans, the country. It felt as though we're you know we're coming to the back end of COVID. We can see this off. Things are turned to normal. Fans were in. We had in <laughs> England were losing test matches. I mean, you know, normality would <laughs> resumed and, and yet now it's been sort of It's a slap in the face.
0: And whether it's a forfeit or otherwise has been a point of uh, debate this morning as well. The first statement that we had issued from the ECB declared that it was a forfeit and we were quickly told to edit, copy uh, and to change stories and to delete tweets because... They said, hang on a moment, um, actually it's it's not a forfeit. Where are we up to on that?
1: So the first yeah, the first statement was India are unable to field a team and will instead regrettably forfeit the match. That's pretty strong wording. It is, um, it is. especially is. when
0: you consider other games that have gone this way haven't been declared forfeits, they've simply been drawn.
1: And then uh, the, next, the next wording that we had was due to fears of a further increase in the number of COVID cases inside the camp, India are regrettably unable to field a team. Full stop. So there was nothing about forfeit. And to be honest, we're now at 10.15 in the morning, on Friday morning, what is supposed to be the first day of the final test at Old Trafford. And I understand that they're still in the boardroom. They are they're they are locked in negotiations.
0: Duking it out. And, of course, we know the power of the BCCI. Izzy, in closing, this will be the end of the series coverage that we've had on SCN. And SCN said it's been an utter delight hasn't it uh, bringing this oh. broadcast to many listeners around australia and new zealand uh, through the long nights and the wee hours of the morning in new zealand a lot of the time we've had so many people in touch on the text line and on social media so many people back at home base here in melbourne as well uh, it's been a it's been a fantastic experience
1: yeah i'm not really one for to be a sentimental person but when i was watching and listening in the dead of night during the height of our COVID lockdown to the India Australia series. I know how much that was, how important that was for me and for a lot of people in the UK and to, uh to feel that we could sort of, I don't know, i mean, giving something back. I, I'm not going to get on my hole. I don't think we could do anything really. But it, it feels like I would have needed it if I was out in Australia New Zealand. And if we could have, we could, the fact that we were able to get it on was, um, yeah, gratifying really.
0: Yeah, not least that final test match uh, at what became the final test match at the Oval, where it was just a, an absolutely joyous experience. Uh, this has been SEN test cricket for Henley Homes Delivering affordability with Adam Collins and Isabel Westbury. Thanks again for your company across the course of the last month or so. It's been an absolute treat. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 132191.